All right, we are looking at uh, the management of a busy lady's life. And uh, we've been looking at the spiritual principles first, which have been, I think, very key. Frankly, if we follow those, everything else fits. But uh, she has gotten into meddling now in these, la these, these two chapters, Managing Your Body, part one and two. We're on part two and talked about the importance of uh, taking care of ourselves so that we can be efficient. Um, I would say that in my ministry time, this generation takes care of itself least of all. Even though there's so much emphasis on exercise today, there is such a addiction to technology, and so there's lack of a lot of things that happen that could really strengthen a person physically, emotionally, and so forth. So we all have to be I think always evaluating ourselves as to where we are in this area. And uh, so this is very, very practical, this chapter that uh, she has written. And we're just going to go right through it as uh, she has uh, laid it out. And so there are some disciplines added to the ones that we looked at last week that are uh, very uh, key to being able to be steady in the spiritual disciplines that we talked about in the first few weeks of this course. So here we go, you ready? Yeah. Seek proper rest, sleep and rest. And everybody said? Amen. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> However, that amen is a little hypocritical at times, okay? Uh, because oftentimes that is where we do lack. Um, she went to the doctor's office and had some different chronic issues and uh, the doctor very wisely said, check your schedule, check your life. And she started putting her schedule down and started finding out how much uh, she was able to regenerate, so to speak, and especially about the matter of sleep. And she realized she was just doing it to herself. Many of our physical problems come with, uh, because we do not manage the temple of the Holy Spirit. We mentioned last week that it is an absolutely amazing reality that Jehovah God indwells us and that we have our very spirit is the Holy of Holies and that is where He dwells. And so our body should be set apart for His usage. And um, though in today's world, you have all of this worry about how you look and you know, all the exercise for really wrong reasons. Um, there is a lot of neglect of ourselves and people burn out themselves physically. Um, and as a result, Christians just cannot function like they need to function. And uh, this is something that I think every believer needs to be uh, very uh, just honest with themselves about. Uh, how much sleep are you getting? And uh, the Lord Jesus uh, in Mark 6 said, Come ye apart and rest a while. Now obviously the Lord had a rigid schedule. He got up early. And I'm sure many times he had to... Uh, uh, but see, late in the Near Eastern time of the time of Christ was not our late because of no light. In other words, you didn't have... When you closer you get to the equator too, it's six to six. You know, now there it's sort of like five thirty to 
6.30, but I mean, it's very different than here. We have all the variety. And, um, but it, so when he stayed up late, it was nine o'clock, probably. So, you know, it's not like what uh, we would think. So rest is an important uh, matter. And, um, and so uh, it is something that um, I think is a very spiritual perspective if you're not lazy and slothful. You have the principles in Proverbs that talk about little sleep, little folding of hands, and it's referring to the uh, person that just goes back and forth on their bed like the doors uh, swinging on its hinges where they're not willing to face anything and they're in depression and they just sleep all the time. So we're not talking about that. We are talking about understanding God made us to have to rest, our bodies have to be rejuvenated, they are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God wants us to be at peak performance as much as possible. And so that's what, that's what we have to be uh, understanding. Uh, you even take, for instance, uh, the seven days of the week of creation. What did the Lord do on the seventh day? He rested, the Sabbath principle. And so God was showing us the importance of rest and enough sleep, okay? And so it's very interesting. If she talks about life management for busy women, you just mark it down. You get, if you get less than seven hours a night, you aren't gonna manage your life very well. And frankly, seven and a half, eight hours is really very, very a healthy amount to have. And um, I know some people are made a little bit differently than other people. Uh, some of you actually sleep better at night than other people. And that's something to look into because uh, uh, you can be in bed for a long period of time but not sleep in deep cycle sleep. And that is something worth checking on if you know you have that problem because there can be ENT issues, there can be other issues that, um, that can help. And so, uh, but with good uh, regular exercise and uh, not living with anxiety, which we'll be talking about. Uh, you should be able to sleep well enough. But uh, so anyway, uh, if you know that you are just fatigued and you're not making good decisions, your emotions are on the edge, uh, you are uh, struggling with the pressures of anxiety because you just don't have the physical capacity to handle it, that's something you need to look at. That is not an unspiritual thing. It is good that you are really able to function in a strong physical way as much as you possibly can, okay? And um, so that's a unique thing to talk about, but it is important, right? All right, so um, I, and I tell you, you will keep yourselves from other physical problems if you get enough sleep. You'd be amazed how much you will avoid other things that can creep in on your physical condition. And then she keeps meddling. Watch what you eat. <laughs> oh my. Um, you do have to remember you are what you eat. So, anybody a big candy bar in here? <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't turn out that it makes you sweet. Uh, if that's all you eat. Uh, but um, 
Now, you can go to extremes on these kinds of things, but it is important to be uh, important. Of, it's important to know what is healthy and what is a good regimen. And I tell you where we get in trouble with eating is where eating is a coping mechanism. It should be a purposeful time. Now, does our body need fuel? Absolutely. Some of you ladies work right through you don't have breakfast or you work right through lunch or whatever. Now, if you're fasting for a purpose, that can be good spiritually and physically. But to be working hard and missing meals uh, really can cause uh, a, a, a dip of efficiency big time. And uh, you've got to think about that with your children. You've got to think about that with people that you are, are with. So eating properly. Uh, is, is very important. She gives the lesson from Daniel. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. He had been trained prior to the captivity to Babylon. He had been trained in the court of uh, the Jerusalem um, kings. Uh, and thankfully, he was um, connected to Josiah, the godly king. And though there were many godly teachers and counselors there, he was taught uh, to be disciplined. He was taught to follow the law. That's mainly what's being referred to here. Uh, but he was trained to be what? Uh, a top. He was going to be one of the top officials in Jerusalem. And why was he picked to be taken at that early captivity? It was obviously looking at Daniel. This guy has been prepared. This guy's been developed. This guy's healthy. We're going to take him. Well, of course, he was following the Word of God, and uh, his friends were the same way. But he wasn't going to, uh, even this, what might seem like the smallest thing, go against what the Bible said about what to eat and not to eat. He wasn't going to drink the wine. He wasn't going to eat the rich food. He wasn't going to break the kosher laws. He was going to eat. By the way, were the kosher laws just to make the Jews miserable? Back in those days, there was a real purpose for those. Today we have a lot of, uh, of methods of preparing meats and so forth that do give protection. But still, there's a, you can see the protection that God was giving his people so that they could be a healthy, um, a healthy people. And so uh, he did not eat uh, of the king's meat. And of course you know the story. What happened? He and his friends looked... A, hundred times better than everybody else. Part of that was definitely God's hand. The other part was, it was a pretty healthy diet. He wasn't, I mean, he was just eating a good, well-rounded well uh, meal that uh, was very different than what the king had given to him. And uh, so he was uh, really able uh, to, to function well. And, and you look at how Daniel and his friends produced and how well they were educated, and how they functioned. Yes, it was divine empowerment, but it was also the fact that they were following God's law, and they were careful in all these areas, and they could manage their lives, and they were exemplary. So there are things to learn, and I think she's right in bringing that up. Then she gives the opposite, and I've already alluded to this, the illustration of so King Saul made the ridiculous statement that no one can eat anything until we have conquered uh, the Philistines. Well, the problem with that was uh, you've got to have energy to fight. 
And they, they were fainting all over the place, and then they were breaking God's law. They were killing alive animals and just eating them straight, you know, which is a pretty gross thought, but that's how hungry they were. And Jonathan didn't know about his father's uh, order, and so what did he do? He saw honey, he took the honey, and his eyes were quickened, his body was strengthened, and he was able to continue to fight. And uh, so, as I said, make sure that you are very wise and you need to think through what is best for me, how do I best function? We're all a little different. And I'm not talking about extreme diets, uh, but a good, healthy, regular diet uh, and the amounts that should be gotten, all of these things. It doesn't have to be an extreme thing at all, but just stay, don't eat to cope. And don't cope with unhealthy foods. That will get you, okay. And uh, we do have farm, if you will look at the ingredients, we have far more sugar in our um, everything than meets the eye. So if you eat a bunch of sugar on top of sugar, you aren't gonna be sweet. Okay, I know that doesn't sound quite right, but it's the way it works. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, you pour a lot of sugar into your kids, they ain't sweet either, okay? <laughs> so they're a good example of, uh, of what happens. Um, so, anyway, um, good regular sleep and just good, wise, healthy meals um, are, can make a lot of difference. And you know, sometimes people will spiritualize and I'll, I'll, they'll come in and just talk about how they haven't been doing well with their devotions, they feel like something's really wrong with them. We, then I'll look at, oh man, they're not getting enough sleep. They're, by the way, on technology late, Try to turn that technology off so your mind can rest and then go to sleep. Um, they're up too late, not eating right. And so everything's just piling up, piling up, piling up. And something as simple as getting on a good routine, good cycle of sleep, good cycle of eating can be a baseline for you uh, to do well. Now, other things can happen too, ladies. There can be hormonal problems, thyroid, diabetes. Uh, there can be other issues that uh, people can have. That's why take care of yourself now so you don't uh, up the ante on that. You know, the more careful you are now, the less troubles you'll have later, but you can have troubles. Genetics are there, we all know that. And so uh, I would encourage you, if something just isn't right physically, don't over-spiritualize it. Satan would love for you to just go through the floor. You know, go get a good checkup and, um, and some Sometimes you'll find some things. I've had that happen many a time. I'll have, especially ladies will come back and say, yep, <laughs> to my doctor, I, my thyroid is way off. Well, once that got corrected, it was like they had a tremendous spiritual re, uh, going, uh, rekindling, but they didn't have a spiritual rekindling. They just feel better. And as a result, their devotions are, are good. And as a result, uh, everything is now clicking and they're able to function. So. Um, you know, I bring this up periodically because it is important to, to check yourself and make sure that you are okay. All right, this is another one of these subjects. If it wasn't here, I probably wouldn't cover it, but uh, I, I have covered some of that before. Okay, she's going to meddle some more. I'm blaming her. Okay, so keep a schedule. Keep a schedule. Very simple. I have spent a lot of time, I uh, just, um, I'm teaching pastoral theology and we just went over priority time management. I'm not going to go over that. 
Remember, a schedule needs to put priorities first um, and you need to plan ahead enough so that you are making a schedule based upon what is most important, not just getting things done. A lot of times we go through a day and we did all kinds of stuff, but we didn't get what's important done. So that takes some goals. It doesn't take a lot of time. Just look at what do you, what do you, where do you want to go in your home? Where do you want to go in your family relationships? Where do you want to go with your maybe other responsibilities, your ministries and so forth? What are some things that are more long-term goals than what are the steps to get there? What can you do to uh, accomplish that? And uh, take it step by step and plug those things into your calendar. Um, and uh, just determine that you're going to, with all of the different responsibilities you have throughout a week, you're going to take steps forward in all of those. That will relieve anxiety because anxiety, um, you, if you don't sleep enough and you're not eating right and then you're not goal planning, uh, you're going to physically put yourself through the floor. And uh, uh, so uh, just knowing what's important, getting it written out, deciding when you're going to do it, getting a good schedule on what you're doing, whew, then you know you've got a commitment with yourself and that's when you're going to do certain things. And uh, so, you know, what happens is, let me just say this, ladies, you have a bunch of stuff to do, don't you? But are you going to get it all done today? No, of course not. But if you think you're going to get it all, if you, in other words, you don't have any plan to do it later, you, if you don't get it all done today, you feel like a failure. And that's just a miserable way to live. But let's say there's some steps you need to take on some important priorities, and you're going to take that step Friday. So you're not going to worry about it on Tuesday. You're going to do it on Friday. And you keep that commitment to yourself, you can be relaxed about that area on Tuesday and uh, put down the things that are most important for today and steps to get towards your goals and all the different roles that you have. And you can live with peace, knowing I'm doing what is most important today. And some of you ladies may remember, if you have a good, if you have a good priority task list and, you, uh, um, and it's involving your different roles and, and you've got everything down, a good day, how much of that will you get done? No, it'd be nice if it was the case. 60%. Okay, but 60% should involve all your A priorities, which involve the steps that you're taking, and some of your B priorities and maybe a C thrown in. But, you know, you're not going to get all the Bs done. You're not going to get all the Cs done. What I mean by A, B, and C is A is the most. they got to get done today. they just got to get done. Bs, they really need to. I'm going to get as many of them done. And then C's are little things I need to remember. And if it can fit in without disrupting the others, I'll do that. But when you just do a task list, you know which ones we usually end up doing? The C's. Because we like the whoosh. On my little app that is my um, planner, uh, it even has the whoosh <laughs> sound on it, you know. There's something about that. You know, you just love that whoosh. Uh, so, you know... He went to Walmart and got a bunch of stuff, whoosh, 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 whoosh. But you really didn't need to do it today. And, but you left off doing that big thing and that big thing and that big thing. And you might have done a few other little piddly things. And you're worn out from doing all this stuff. You had a bunch of whooshes, but the A's are all still sitting there going, you know, at you. Uh, you are, uh, 
you are really not real happy, okay? You with me on that? I could spend a couple hours on this, obviously. But, um, so don't be bound by a task list. Plan what's most important and plan out steps to get to what you need to do. And then have a schedule that, that works well that way. Uh, we talk about with children, morning and evening routines are very important, very important. But even if you don't have children in your home, for you, morning and evening routines are very important. When are you going to get up? Uh, how are you going to run the morning as far as your time with God? Time, if you're married, with your husband? What are you going to do to order the day? So your first hour and a half ought to be pretty steady, unless you have an emergency. And then your final hour at night ought to end at a prescribed time, at the latest back end, and what you do there so that you go to bed in an appropriate frame of mind and settled. So morning and evening routines are really important. And then um, your life does flow uh, in a fairly, I mean with kids and all, you get all kinds of interruptions, but there are things that you can begin to start putting in knowing your schedule that are important disciplines for your schedule, such as your hour with God, your exercise, um, when you go to sleep, when you do some key throughout the week, key things for homemaking uh, and things like that. You can sort of start plugging those things in so at least you know there is a pretty set schedule on those important areas, all right? Again, I've opened up a subject that I could go on and on about, but just a simple schedule and a simple priority task list can change your life. Now what happens when a woman in particular, allows anxiety just to go on and on and on. What will she naturally emotionally escape into? Men escape into depression. What do women escape into? Oh, that can be escape, but everybody escapes. Fears, irrational fears. Anxiety leads to fear. And that ought to be a little um, warning bell. Uh, you, all of a sudden you're getting a little scared about things that honestly, in proportion, mm, you know, really, that's, that means you probably had anxiety day after day for a while. You're just not feeling at all as well. You're not getting things done. You don't feel like your life's in order. You feel like a failure. Satan's coming after you. And uh, then you can get a little bit fearful. And sometimes you can be depressed, but men are the ones that slip into that sort of non, they'll function, but they are just, you know, that's what just makes ladies so frustrated is passive men. Well, passive men are usually hurting in depression. It's their own fault. Uh, they can get out of it by the grace of God, but um, that is often the case. So just a little something to think about there. All right, another one that she brings up, and again, I would not bring this one up <laughs> if it wasn't in the book, take care of your appearance. And uh, she has uh, several different, um, uh, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Esther were all noted for uh, how they looked and so was the virtuous woman. Um, but like she says, you're not wanting to look good for the wrong reason. You're wanting to look good because uh, you are to be a, 
just to give a proper testimony of who you are as a, 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 a child of God, having your life in order. In fact, you know, the, uh, the couple of passages that deal with women and their uh, uh, external appearance t use the word cosmos, which is orderly. So there should be good order, good test. In fact, how we dress, men and women, ought to not, it ought to highlight who we are spiritually, not be the thing that people notice primarily. And um, that's really a good, in other words, you want to be dressed sharp enough that people don't say, woo, or your grooming should be good enough that, that you know, it's pleasant but it ought not be so extravagant and so trendy and so, or immodest or whatever, that people notice that, not who you are. Okay? Good rule of thumb, by the way. What I just said can solve a lot of questions about how a woman, I mean, people need to look at you and say, there's a godly woman. And uh, there's somebody that loves the Lord. There should be no doubt. And it ought to point to your countenance. So, um, so she, uh, I won't read everything there. We'll just move on. All right. You can read that yourself. Um, commit to a lifelong pursuit of discipline. And uh, turn with me, if you would, to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We've referred to this before, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul's talking about motives in life and, the, and um, his uh, life uh, in general for the Lord. Verse 25, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate, self-controlled, disciplined in how many things? All things. And uh, now they do it for, an, or for a corruptible crown, speaking especially of Olympic runners and so forth, but we do it for an incorruptible I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Good scriptures to remember. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, What's the last one that I left out? Temperance, self-control, discipline. When the Spirit of God is in control, there is a measure of discipline in your life. The Spirit of God is highly disciplined. He has perfect order. He is the creator of time. He is the creator of everything. And so be encouraged. You know, whenever you hear, I always, like I said, oh boy, here we go. I got to deal with this subject again. Um, we can take it on ourselves. I've got to be disciplined. I've got to do all these things, and there's such a battle. It really is a battle between the spirit and the just normal way we are, our flesh. So walk with the Lord. Get, just let him, just not be afraid to think about these things, but don't put extra anxiety on. Just ask God for wisdom about your schedule, for rest, give you wisdom on what really is the best way for you and your family to eat on a regular basis and how to take care of yourself. What is a good way to order even your appearance and other things and just the discipline of your life? He'll give you freedom. 
where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's not constraint, there's what? Liberty and freedom, and you feel good about uh, what is happening, and you don't feel, you know, all this, I gotta, because uh, it's that New Year's resolution feel, forget that, that doesn't work. You gotta make the decision, but you gotta trust God to do it. And Jesus Christ, his life in us, that's what we're talking about. So, um, as, now here's the, let me give you the final reason that she covered this in this chapter after the spiritual disciplines of the first section of the book is that we have to have a baseline of spiritual strength and physical and emotional strength if we're going to make the right decisions to manage our busy lives. And that's really right. Uh, if you started at the back end of the book first, you'd be really frustrated. But if we are just at rest in our souls, uh, feeling as strong as we possibly can physically, uh, if we're encouraged, well then we can make good decisions on how to and know what to do to manage our life. And by the way, did you know that there are uh, there are seasons in our life every year, right? Of course, we have the outside seasons here in Wisconsin, but we have, oh, we miss spring. But anyway, other than that, we have the seasons. Um, but, uh, we, uh, but we have seasons of life. Your schedule when you have four little ones is different than when you're an empty nester. But they all need to have proper schedules. And you have to continue to understand that there's adapting and working through. That's why you want to stay strong in the Lord. Okay, we'll talk more about it because we're actually going to expand on these things according to this text. And uh, I'll let you go ahead and talk about this fun to uh, topic here.